All right, uh, this is Mondo from Houston H-Town, H-Town Haps here in Henderson Heights off of Washington. Uh, it's a really cool patio bar, uh, super pet friendly. It's really pet friendly. We should have been, I should have been going here since day one, since living in the Heights or in town, but it's an awesome place. And the server, who's kind of serving us, but really it's a walk-up bar. It's Totes, her name. So she said, if it's not busy, she can try to give us some beers or two after if we need it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but I am, uh, it's a beautiful day on a Saturday later afternoon. And it's a little chilly, 60 degrees. Um, and so I'm hanging out with my buddy uh, that I met through yoga, the community yoga at the spring spring bar, wine and garden, or whatever you call it. Spring on, Street. Uh, spring Street. <laughs> yeah, totally mixed up. Spring Street Beer and Wine Garden or Garden and Wine. It's just a beautiful bar, too, to go visit and have yoga on Sundays at 11 a.m., and you get mimosas afterwards, maybe like three or four crafts. So, um, yeah, so I'm just hanging out with the buddy. He has his uh, new book coming out in the next, I don't know, maybe weeks or, or months, or it's already even out maybe. So um, good guy I've known now for a couple months and want to get to know more. And uh, his name is John Antonio. It's good to have you on. Mando, who would have thought that we'd be doing a podcast now, know, I, when, we, when we first met? Man, like, yeah, I didn't. When we first met, it was uh, it was mimosas. That's all her. Yeah, mimosas. <laughs> I was having some vodka sodas, and uh, yeah, I mean, and so each time I went, kind of to the yoga uh, sessions at Spring Street, it was, you know, you see each other more. Sometimes I wouldn't go, you go, and and then it was like you were more of the. Um, constant or consistent person i would see and just kind of connect with and and then yeah so i would never thought i would never thought i'd continue my podcast like this and uh, and all that good stuff so but yeah um how's your yoga journey journey going it's it's picking up i'm consistently going like twice a week now so yeah i do some heated yoga to loosen up the back from from boxing and working out yeah and, boxing uh, man yeah remember this yeah. last time so. i think it was uh, in the fall winter you're talking about doing some rounds or working out at the box is it the baby bull baby bull baby boxing, bull boxing yeah. in the east end or the west end no it's on uh, it's on shepherd in, shepherd. in washington yeah, yeah. okay right shepherd there, washington yeah. yeah well not too far away but yeah that's a cool place how do you like training over there i love it it's good they um they've got good trainers who are motivating personal but above all like they actually know how to box yeah you know it's not just we're not just there to sweat we're there to really learn how to box learn the we're techniques techniques yeah you know keep your hands up and i remember when i was a young 20 something year old at u of h we had what is called sigma chi fight night and i was i'm a pike pike Kappa alpha and uh this is when fraternities are cool and they're still cool but you know, back then we had a good time and we had this one big event in the fall. It's called Sigma Chi Fight Night. It was pretty much fighting against fraternities and they would just pair each other up just to fight. So this is like no gloves or? No, it was gloves. gloves. It was a, it was a sanctioned fight. Okay. Like it wasn't like backyard brawl. <laughs> sounds like a brawl. Bare knuckle or anything like that. No, no, it was it was legit. Your nose, like, your nose looks straight, so I, yeah. I, I, I'm guessing it wasn't too bad. Well, I had a good plastic surgeon. Oh, you know, yeah, it's, no, it's, you know, he's paid him a lot of money for that but, 
<laughs> right over there. Spare chains goes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, man, that's why I'm single. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but we, um, so we would just pretty much pair up. It was a philanthropy event. All these events are philanthropy going towards whatever fraternity causes. Ours was the uh, fallen firefighters cause, whatever charity or whatever fun charity that okay. was called. Yeah. But, um, yeah, See, I've always wanted to do that. Raise money, fight to raise money for a charity. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, that was, eventually I'll do that. Yeah, that was their big thing. So we would get paired up with uh, usually somebody in the other opposing fraternity that either we didn't like or liked, and you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was supposed to fight this one guy, and literally the day of the fight, he's like, and I see him. I was like, dude, are are you you're fighting? He was like plain clothes. This was like thirty minutes before the fight, and he's in plain clothes, just walking in. I'm like, dude, what? I'm supposed to fight you in 30 minutes. What what's going on? Like, oh, you didn't you didn't know I'm sick or I'm just getting over I'm I just got the flu. And I'm like nobody told me this. Mm-hmm. Like nobody came to me like hey, I'm sorry you can't fight. I forget who it was. And he was a nice yeah. guy, but he was just like hey, we're not fighting. And so I was like, all right, who am I fighting then? And they paired me up with my own fraternity brother. <laughs> like so you it was like cuz we were within weight class and stuff yeah. and I was like, no, because this guy knew how to fight. Like, yeah. I knew. Him. <laughs> I was like, like, first of all, he's he was, like a veteran for a fight night. You know? Yeah. Well, he was like this good old boy. I mean, he's a really nice guy. And, uh, but I knew he could fight. And I'm like, dude. And plus, he's my attorney brother. I want, you know, it's kind of weird hitting your friend. But um, we, we fought. Make, we make friends from hitting each other. That's true. I mean, you don't know them. And then afterwards, you're like, hey, man, what's, what's your name? Let's meet up and buy him a beer, do yeah, a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the real how we really you beat that's me up. That's how we make friends. You beat me up in the alley, and then you know you, you bought me a beer, and then we we're friends. So, yeah, guys are weird. We make friends in yeah, yeah. Weird ways. Uh, violence is the answer. Violence is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. But uh, anyways, yeah. So, um, so that was our our thing. So boxing coming going back to your boxing. That's mm. so. What's really interesting. Um, with you is when I kind of getting to know you is like you're very well well versed in the things kind of what you're interested in you know you're on my Facebook feed every you know month and a half you're doing something gnarly Mm -hmm. and I really respect that like you're you know snowboarding I know we talked about that last weekend during a happy hour Uh, or you're in New York taking cool pictures or you're doing like boxing I'm like man this guy is really cool and you know a lot of times I'm like man I don't have enough friends like that you know and I like to you know get to you know at least stay friends and then kind of feed off that energy the adventure yeah Yeah, that's all I do is I just look for the adventure so and sometimes it's going out alone traveling sometimes it's going with friends or go to the mountains go snowboarding go hiking boxing uh, and i got some a couple more adventures coming up and oh yeah you're so excited about that yeah so um but it's all about adventure and it doesn't take it doesn't actually even cost a lot of money yeah you, know, you can have adventure just going to a new city and going to the bar and talking to people and by the end of the evening you're buying shots and you're singing karaoke or something it's yeah. adventure but that doesn't that doesn't take a lot so. right right what was Probably your best low budget, coolest trip that you're like, man, I only spent this much and I got away with it and had so much fun. You know, like you talk about, you know, you can do things on the cheap. 
you know, within reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't sleep on the street. But, you know, like, you know, there's hostels out there. There's, you know, little places where you can sleep, keep your things secure. I'm sure yeah. you came across a lot of those times. Yeah, you can tra you can travel on low budget. You know, one thing that's kind of low budget is uh, is actually hiking, and uh, it's just twenty bucks to get in a national park and go up some tall mountains, meet people on the way up, take photos with them, and you know, chat on the way down. I've, I've made friends doing that, and uh, and we're still friends. So, yeah. And that's like just after spending thirty minutes or a couple hours with someone getting into someone new so that's for me like one of the most ultimate adventures is getting to know someone new right like that's that that for me is like really cool that's better than like i don't know like drinking at the bar all night and passing out or like that's not really adventure for me for me like something adventures is just doing something like something completely unexpected right so that's what i t try to do when i travel yeah is uh, have unexpected I don't plan anything. I just kind of go with it and book rooms by the night. And <laughs> yeah, I noticed that about you. You just, man, there's a couple of posts you were like, man, I'm doing this. Anyone want to go or something to that effect? Or, yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, planning it within days or, or you know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, you know, boom, you're gone. And yeah, that's awesome. I, one time I just rode my motorcycle, motorcycle across the country. And what? And I had no nothing planned. I just knew. Wow. And this is like I don't even think I had GPS. I was like, yeah, stopping at McDonald's and you know downloading the map and then Jeez. riding on again. When was this? So this was a couple of years ago, probably like uh, actually six years ago. This is a little while ago. And then I did another motorcycle trip down to uh, Georgia, which is Tail of the Dragon. It's like the most dangerous mountain pass you can. Tail ride. the Dragon. You can you can ride a, a motorcycle <laughs> through. So. I don't know if I'd want to ride a bike or walk across a place called Tail the Dragon. Literally, I can like, just imagine it's like, like smells death. Some shooting fireballs as across the road, and you gotta like wait until there's no fireballs or something or falling rocks. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's it was a that. Speaking of gnarly, you know, that place deserves the word gnarly. Man, but um, yeah, I just you know, just kind of go with it and. and and see what happens and how yeah. long did it take you so that took me uh, uh well that going through the tail of the dragon just takes a couple hours really you're just riding through like, like hundreds of turns you know just constantly turning through a mountain pass and trying not to fall off the edge Jeez. so yeah um that was, that was a good adventure too but yeah a lot of a lot of trips i mean what is one trip i was on my motorcycle and I ended up like sleeping in a parking lot and there were uh, there were some some mobile motorhomes there and they invited me to hey we got an extra bed come 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 crash with oh, us oh shit yeah because it was awesome. outside a casino and people camp outside the casinos you know I didn't know that and I was just so yeah, yeah this happens in Nevada I was just so tired I got off my bike and just laid on the ground damn and then like a minute later there's this guy standing over me Hey man, like, you want to come over for some food? And we got an extra cot. You can stay on there. And he and slips like, you a couple dollar bills. He's like, "It'll be okay, brother." Yeah. He's like, it's all <laughs> Don't right. give up. It's okay. It was nice of him. I mean, he took the initiative. Speaking of saying hi, like he took the initiative to yeah. come to me to say hi and say like, "Hey, come come hang out with us." I hung out with him and his wife. And, okay. And his friends and stuff. This was in Nevada. This was in Nevada. Nice. So, so would you start at Sacramento or that trip? Yeah, I started in Sacramento and then I ended up like in, in Indiana in the Midwest. 
Oh no shit. So, yeah, because I was born I was, in Indiana. Really? Yeah, Hammond. Oh, great. Okay, that's cool. right. I got some... the tattoo. Show it too. Just kidding. We don't get tattoos. Hoosier. <laughs> yeah, I think my folks were Purdue. Is that how you say it, Hoosier? Hoosier. Yeah. I, I taught at Purdue. Oh, you taught? Yeah. Okay, my parents. I think both my parents went to Purdue. Yeah, that's right. So I did see that you were a lecturer. Italian. Mm-hmm. Italiano was... lecturer. Oh, Italiano. Yeah. So. Justify. Yeah, man. So uh, you drove your motorcycle. What kind of motorcycle was it? It was a Ducati Monster. Yeah, I still have that. It's a, it's it's a, it's a fast bike. Um, it's not really a comfortable touring bike, but we made it work. And yeah, had that and like um, about a cubic foot of luggage in a bag. Oh shit! And that was all I had. Yeah, I had spare change of clothes and my credit card, and that was it. And I was like riding through deserts and mountains and everything. Just kinda, yeah, kind of going with it. A cubic. So, so what are we talking about? For the, basically, for the audio. Yeah, there's uh, so a cubic foot is basically like your, your school back basically basically like a school backpack. School backpack full of, full of everything. Whatever I could whatever I could get in there. Yeah. I decided to quit my job in California and go back to school. So Oh shit. Um, what'd you do in California? So I was uh, working for Honda. I was a, a sal- car sales and leasing. Okay. So yeah, I was on the lot there selling cars and stuff and yeah. uh, this was uh, and I was like, I wanna go back to school so I Okay. Walked into work and told my boss I was quitting, and then was he I, cool with it? How, how was oh that? Oh yeah, it's cool. It's a very. I actually stayed there longer than than most people. Uh, most car salesmen last less less than six months. Oh shit! And yeah. I lasted about six months because it's a very high turnover. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like make your money and get out. Type. Well, that's why I went into it because I I was in a spot where I just needed when I need well I wanted money. Yeah. And I was willing to work hard for it. Yeah. And it was a hundred percent commission. So I oh, got in there damn. and I made. I made um, I made the money I wanted to make, and right. then I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, um, yeah. basically, I made the money to, to buy my motorcycle. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. Like, Deuces. So, I, so I bought it, and then, <laughs> and then the motivation was gone. I was like, oh, I don't want to stay here anymore. Yeah, so, you're like, I want to travel, bitch. Yeah, that's gonna, awesome. I want to move on with life. So, uh, you know, the motivation's got to be there, otherwise, you don't. Yeah, it's hard to be in sales because you don't want to be, you know, anchored you know at a job for too long and you you want to do these travels you have all these you know aspirations like you want to ride across america <laughs> yeah i wanted to go yeah i wanted to go teach italian for a university so i did that oh wow so, yeah. so you get to indiana yeah so, so that i get was, there mm-hmm. okay and um i get there and, and my brother is a uh, was a director in a college so he gave me a hand getting in, enrolled yeah into school and everything okay um I showed up uh, the day school started. Like, because I, <laughs> like, I was, it was got a sudden decision. Yeah, he's like, you can you can start school here, but uh, <laughs> but you gotta tomorrow. be. It starts in six days. I was like, I think I can ride my motorcycle oh, across shit. the country in six days. So this is after you quit your job. And yeah, you're like, I, I quit my job. I, all I have is a backpack full of my clothes. Yeah, I gave away a lot of. St- I gave away my laptop and my. I had even had like a boat and I gave that away. Oh I my had, like, gosh. I had like all. The, I had some cool stuff, but once in a while, I just need to just clean house and start over and i was cool with that you know that reminds me of uh what the heck fight club really you've seen fight club yeah yeah uh yeah when he gets rid of his shit and he's like you know bogged down with that job you know and he has he's just like has all these material things and he's flipping through you know i want this couch or i want this bed and you know and then he's like none of that matters and Mm -hmm. so that's what you kind of did 
Yeah. It's like, okay, I want to make this money to do this, like a stepping stone to get what you want. And those got those material things, the boat was anchoring you down, no pun intended. It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, or, you know, things that couldn't be trans uh, traveled mm-hmm. with you easily. And so, yeah, the only thing I really cared about was my motorcycle. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. we're taking this and giving everything else away. You just got to zone in on what so, you really care about. And so how did you get that from that mentality from I have these possessions, I'm comfortable, I'm making decent money. I guess it was a switch before that when you got the job and you're like, okay, these are my goals, you know, but then I have to, once I travel, I have to get rid of it. How did that, because a lot of people have issues with letting go, letting things go. So I had, I had a lot of experience actually with letting things go when I, uh, so I actually joined the seminary after high school, Catholic seminary, and we had to, we had to take these vows of uh, poverty, chastity. Oh, wow. So speaking of poverty, like you didn't own anything. Like everything you owned was in one suitcase. Damn. And you were constantly, and, and you'd have these, you'd have this moment called, um, it was called inventory, when like your supervisor uh-huh. would swing by like every like three, four months and just go through all your stuff. And if you'd accumulated stuff that like you didn't need, they toss. They'd be like, Damn. "You toss this, toss that." Do not tell them to come <laughs> so, to my place. Holy yeah. shit! So I was constantly, and then on top of that, like I was Amazon. moving. I was moving every two years. I was like yeah. constantly emotionally detaching myself wow. or, or materially detaching myself and stuff. So I got really used to. Yeah. Not used to it. It's always you know, it's it can be tough sometimes, but I got more into the habit of, of leaving things behind. So. Okay. So seminary school is when you go to school, college to become a like a pastor or something. Yeah, I was. Well, I was going to be. A, I was going to be a Catholic priest. Oh my yeah. gosh! So this You'd was be, after. <laughs> <laughs> John yeah. was going to be a Catholic <laughs> priest. We're hanging out, drinking vodka soda and beer. And beer. This toast, by the way. Toast to that. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so I was. I, I, this is after high school. I was just. I was wow. just really passionate about like to change the world. And, and okay. Kind of this ideal of making the world a better place and making yourself the best person possible and, yeah and, um, that's amazing I was pretty dude. inspired by it so I dedicated a good chunk of my life to doing that and living okay. that lifestyle yeah that's great man so pretty much the seminary school taught you okay these things you don't need these things you do need mm-hmm. so that's that's great that you kind of grew up with that mentality already you know, instead of wasting your money and time on getting possessions, and you're just kind of like, you know, okay, I got them. I'm going to do this now. I don't need this. I need my bike and a backpack, some clothes, and let's start another chapter and exactly. flipping through. Yeah, it's that habit of just deciding what's the most important thing to you and then holding on to that and being able to let other things go. Yeah. You know, it just is that like over and over and over again for, for a decade and a half. Okay. And when you do that, you get pretty, it just becomes like a second nature to you. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to hold on to this and got to let these things go. Okay. So I'm slowly getting into that. I cleaned some stuff out. I didn't need in my place. Clothes, bike parts. You want me to swing by, do inventory? Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> like our supervisors? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's like, man, I know. start tossing stuff out. Yeah. Go through my closet. Garage sale. <laughs> oh man. I did that about a year and a half. I think it's been now a year. I got rid of a table I don't need. It was just clogging up space. Yeah. If, you, got, if you haven't used it in the last three months, it's, it, should, it could probably easily go. Yeah. So. And bike stuff, like just back uh, backup parts, mm-hmm. 
you know, wheel sets I don't, I don't even use or haven't used. Uh, yeah, I just sold a wheel set yesterday. I should have, I should have run it by you first, but you don't need them, I'm sure. So. No, yeah. no. I, I was, I've been I selling, cleaning out my closet and getting rid of a, my spare bike, my extra frame, you know, yeah. some rims. I have, yep. There's good stuff, and I love to keep it, but I'm just like. It just keeps stacking and stacking, and, yeah. stacking. Mm -hmm. and I need to start doing that again. I got rid of the last time. I got rid of like almost 75 pounds of clothes. Like, man, it was three like lawn trash bags, like the heavy duty trash bags of just clothes, things, you know, with tags on them that mm -hmm. I still haven't used. I was like, dude, I'm not going to wear this. It's out of date, out of style, yeah. done fit. And I just went down to the um, local shelter, the one ne next to Minimate. I think it was called Loaves and Bread or something like that. And I was like, here, guys, I don't have time to like divvy this up you can have it and then oh shit okay okay they're picking apart still everything got tags on it. yeah it's good pop some tags it's like <laughs> i think i still had like remember structure oh remember clothing brand yeah, structure yeah, yeah. from the 90s yeah, yeah yeah i think i had a structure shirt and i'm like i had like a hard time letting it go i was like man this is high school i love this shirt even you though you can say that for 90s night you should have held on to one true. night you need to hold on to one 90s outfit for oh, 90s and i had a jabot shirt secondhand jabot shirt i got yeah. in the 90s because that shit was expensive i couldn't afford that <laughs> man. but um yeah so you went then you went to purdue your brother hooked you up to get yeah. in well yeah so I, I went to a community college outside purdue okay and um it's kind of like a bit of a feeder school for purdue in some ways yeah. and uh, so i went there was in school for a year and then uh and uh i'd gotten to know um, just doing networking and saying hi to people at coffee shops and stuff I'd, I'd met the italian community and um the one of them was the head instructor for Italian language and culture oh, at yeah. Purdue University. So she was that's, she that's told a good me, person to know. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, "Hey, your Italian is really good. You want to come teach for us?" And I was like, "Okay, that's cool." And I didn't have a degree in Italian, but fortunately, all they wanted was somebody with a master's degree. You didn't have to have a master's degree in Italian, which is really rare. It's like a fluke. Just you know? a master's. Yeah, like normally places want you to have the master's degree in the language right. that you teach. Okay. And they, they, they were more concerned with the fluency. So like, hey, you're fluent. Why don't you come teach for us? So I, so I quit school. I was like, well, I can take continue taking classes in a community college or I can go teach for a university. Yeah. And I was like, it was a no-brainer. No-brainer. I, like, I was like, okay, school's over, man, because I was going to get into the medical community, you know, with those classes and stuff. Uh -huh. And I was just like, okay, school's over. Let's go teach Italian. That's so awesome, that. It was the best job of my life. Yeah. Man. So you're fluent in Italian. You're fluent in Spanish is what I saw. Yeah. And then English, of course. English, yeah. I did wow. some ancient Latin, too. Taught that for a little while. Ancient but Latin. No one, no one speaks that anymore. Ancient Latin. Ancient Latin. Ancient Latin, yeah. So what's the difference between regular Latin? It's big, Well, now? there's like... there's ancient There's No, it's pretty much all the same. There's not okay. like dialects. Uh, sometimes you distinguish ancient Latin from like ecclesial Latin, or the Latin that the church used, because the Catholic church kind of would have kept the language alive for a long time yeah but so there's some little variances but uh more in style than, but it def it's not like a dialect it's all pretty much yeah okay. so ancient latin is stuff that cicero wrote or you know, seneca okay all those all those great minds 
Nice. Yeah. I need to read those books. You do. They I should have paid attention. Ninth grade English. Don't read them in Latin, though. Read them in. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it, John! Don't lie to me. I can't read. Understand a damn thing. Dude, pick up the you English. Still, you're still on word number two after like a month. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I'm looking up the Latin <laughs> words, and I'm like, I'm only yeah, been the out. translations are pretty good. Yeah. yeah, they're all on YouTube though. Just hit, hit play on those things and listen to them while you're cooking. It's it's good good philosophy. Oh, yeah, I need some philosophy philosophy in my life. Yeah, I've been uh, on this journey of uh, just you know understanding myself better mm-hmm. first off, and then understanding people better. <clears throat> making better relationships with people, friends, guys, girls, just all types of in the community, mm-hmm. you know, not just cycling, but just everything, just being open yeah. to ideas and, uh, and people. So, um, so yeah, so that's awesome. So you went and taught Italian at Purdue. How many years did you go? I was there teaching? for a little over a year. So I did like almost three semesters. Um, and then I, I, uh, ironically, I'd, I'd gotten a job offer that I wanted as a, as a uh, to design curriculum in the medical community. Okay. So yeah, you know, and, and I'd kind of left school for that yeah. and gone to Italian, and then, and then I see a trend going on here, <laughs> but it's like an upward trend. It's an upward trend. It's, yeah, it's like you know, a step, and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna be here for a year and a half for three semesters, then then. You know, writing the cur- curriculum, I'm moving around a lot. Yeah, Man. so I, I left. I left Purdue and came down to Houston. That's why I came down to Houston is because uh, the college here, Baylor College of Medicine. Okay. Yeah, the, and they invited me to design a, a curriculum for them to teach uh, to teach doctors, medical ethics professionals, and, and health policy. So, wow. So I designed that for them. That's great. Jeez, yeah. that's. So how did you get into that, like medical eth- ethics and? All that stuff. Like, where did that training come from? Well, I uh, when when I'd gotten my philosophy degree, they gave you a choice. You can you can specialize in in one of three areas. You can specialize in metaphysics, which is like where all the brainiacs went, like deep philosophers, okay, like people mm-hmm. who like spend time alone and think. You know, like uh, go to metaphysics. Yeah, yeah. And then there's and then you can go to theory of knowledge. Just as more a little bit like psychology in, in some ways okay uh and then you can go to ethics or anthropology okay and you went and I, chose, I chose ethics yeah because it was it was the most fascinating for me it's, the, it's like very applied philosophy right like metaphysics is not applied philosophy it's, is this it's, more subjective would you no, say no it's it's more i guess i guess just say like um it's just deep <laughs> yeah <laughs> like okay non-tangible like it's you really have yeah you have to be have a special talent for that to really go deep into that and it's like deep a Ru- into thought. Rubik's cubes. Yeah, or something of thoughts. I don't know how to describe it, but I, it's like mm-hmm. you know how mathematical math is a little bit like is different from art. Yeah. Well, that's like how metaphysics is different from like uh, ethics in yeah. a sense. Like ethics is more applied action, like you, you help people make better decisions and stuff. But metaphysics, it's it's like the core of philosophy, the foundation of philosophy, but okay. it's not. Um, it, it takes a little more, it's not so much applied philosophy in everyday decision making huh so interesting anyway jeez yeah I probably would do your route ethics <laughs> right yeah because so, like it's like it's practical you can apply it to anything yeah. to life job and I was, I was I was lucky because that university had was one of the first universities in all of Europe to have a, a bioethics facility 
okay. you know, where they taught medical ethics, basically. Wow. Like, uh, medical decision making, some, some bioethics, resolving bioethics dilemmas and stuff like that. So, huh. so I took courses in that too. And then, um, so basically, when this job popped up, um, that wasn't the only reason why they hired me though. They, they hired me also because I was a good, I was a good designer and I was creative. Yeah, <laughs> that was what they wanted. They, I, I, mean, I had the background, but I don't think I think it's rare that a job now a company hires you just because of your education. Um, you know, that was a, a small factor, and I was definitely interested in medical ethics, which is why I took up the job. Wow. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, they they also hired me because like, I had my own website and I was a designer already, and I was wow. moving things forward. And they're like, hey you can design your own website maybe you can design <laughs> theirs yeah and then so design curriculum help, for us. yeah the curriculum so, create it that's awesome yeah that's great man Jeez, you're like 20 years ahead of me <laughs> <laughs> what was i doing in my between my 20s and 30s oh, i was setting up tailgates <laughs> fraternity parties oh um, man this is all happening when i'm like 30 yeah yeah, like 34, okay. basically, yeah, but still. Still, when I was 34, <laughs> uh, I just started my first real, like, I would say therapy job. Okay. But, like, you know, um, but yeah, that's, that's great, dude. So then you come down to Houston. When did you come down to H-Town? It's like 20, uh, 2014. 2014, yeah. okay. So, nice. here. Uh, what part of Houston did you uh, end up? I first, I started off. In, in Montrose Museum District because yeah. I, I just I love museums and I was like I want to be close to the museums mm -hmm. so I uh, and I wanted to be close to work too so I started off in Montrose yeah I like I like living there it was fun we had this cute little community of like eight condos around a swimming pool nice <laughs> like I regular parties and yeah I know like you know everybody. I was in summers like <laughs> yeah basically like. How the, dude the, the pool is always the selling point like at, it doesn't have to be like extravagant or anything, no, but it's got yeah, to at least pool. be clean. Yeah. You can see through the bottom, sort of. That was the thing. <laughs> it was a sparkly clean pool. Damn. It was great. And it was just like whatever, our eight to ten units surrounding it. And we became like this little community that just went over each other's houses and drank and hung yeah, the pool. Just chilled. I mean, yeah. that's, I, I think that's what the. Mon or the museum district is you know it's yeah there's some of those older condominium communities it's got some some mini ones like that yeah so, to say. so. so that, that was in 2014 that was you know museum district was popular i mean did you ever go to the like the mfa stuff oh yeah i became a member, member. I went to all their yeah young professional things okay and events and cocktail hours yeah the uh, they used to run uh like from seven to nine for the members like yeah, free the members only open party. bar whatever you wanted yeah, they still do that they still do yeah, that you got if you're if you're a member of their dude their, like, i was i didn't get the they, they didn't do it two years ago when i was a member because i signed up for it i wasn't a member until my buddy was and he's always inviting me out to those like two hour happy hours like open bar whatever you wanted on the patio yeah. you know mm -hmm. and so I was like, dude, I want to be a member. So the next year I became a member and I never got those invites. Did you become a member of the museum or the young professional group? I don't remember. Yeah, anyway, whatever. Which one yeah. should I be you for the be two the, hour? You need to be the young professional group. Okay, that was not the one I joined. <laughs> yeah, you probably joined the wrong one. It's okay. Uh, I'll mentor you. I joined the this. boring one, dang it. I mean, <laughs> I will guide you through this. Yes, that's why you're here. <laughs> I need the two hour happy hour power hour, power hour. all it's you can time. drink whatever you wanted and they were super cool 
Yeah. You know. Um, they have cheese too, which is cool. Yeah. Trip yeah, food. like a yeah. cheese board or a charcuterie. Yeah, I don't know. You yeah. There's cheese, like I'm going. Oh man. So you're living in the museum district, which is a pretty cool place. Uh, I was looking at that place before I moved in the Heights, mm-hmm. and um, it was kind of pricey for me. It was a little know. pricey. I was probably living over my budget, but I was, um, I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever's closer to, to yeah, your job. Yeah, I wanted to be close to work. I hate traffic. So, yeah. And I wanted to be close to the museum. So Yeah, I you rode it on your bike today. <laughs> I did, I know, which is even, yeah. I found a little route that was mostly car-free. That's awesome. Um, I like to go green, you know, save the planet. Me too, that. yeah. So you're uh, at BCM. Mm-hmm. You know, writing curriculums, you know, designing websites, teaching, you know, doctors and helping out those folks, administrators and everything. How many years were you doing that for? So that was a, a three-year project. So I finished I finished it within three years. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, yeah, and so I, when I finished designing it and getting it launched, then, then it was, I was done. You know? and, okay. and at that point, they just needed someone to, to, to maintain it which I probably wasn't the best person. I wasn't the best person to do that. I'm more of a... Maintain? I'm more of a starter than a... You're just like, here it is, deliver yeah. it. Yeah, so it was a very mutual decision. I was like, okay, let, let's... let's. Um, I, I need to move on yeah. and, and everything. All so right. we... Uh, uh, so then I, I found another hospital in the med center that needed someone to start stuff. And, yeah. And, and joined them. That's, that's, that's what you do. Yeah. Just kind of like see the opportunities and where they come where they go and uh that's really good that's a good journey because um i mean knowing what you know with the philosophy field is really important you know you have a master's you said right master's yeah, yeah. okay well it's it's yeah in, in italian um educational standards it's, it's called the licendum docente which is like licensed to teach okay but it's it's a little more than a, than a u.s master's but it's a little there's a little more studies involved, but it right. equivalates. It translates over to a U.S. master's degree. Yeah. Nice. So. so who taught you uh, Italian? Did you teach yourself? Are you what's what's your background? What's your ethnicity? No, my my dad is Filipino and my mom is is Caucasian. Okay. With European roots. You know? Wow. So very two very different people. Yeah. Because you look a little Italian to me. <laughs> That's what people say. Like yeah. <laughs> you had you know the curved you know face and dark hair and. You know, you're taller, skin, you know, thin. Mm-hmm. Kind of fit the good, like, soccer-ish Italian. Let's just say I'm Italian. <laughs> make life simple. <laughs> <laughs> so you're growing up half Filipino, half Caucasian white. Did you, and then, I guess, what, in your 20s, 30s, you start learning? It's like, hey, I need to learn Spanish, Italian. Well, yeah, I went over there for college. Um, I'd gotten this scholarship to go to college there in, in okay. seminary. And they, oh, yeah. So they sent me over there to... Uh, that's where I studied philosophy. So I got there, and I had like I'd taken like a, a semester of Italian before, but okay. it was a good little starting point. And then once you get there, though, like everything's in Italian. Like all the classes are in Italian. <laughs> yeah, so you just pick it up, start picking it up. You have no choice. You have no choice. Yeah. So I had to sometimes go to class and then come home and, and like restudy everything because I didn't understand everything yeah. perfectly. So it took a little more effort, but hmm. it was uh, it was good. So it's awesome. 
That's yeah, a good so way to learn, I guess, any language, just be submersive like that. Yeah, and go out into the city. So I started going out into the city after I got a little more comfortable there and right. with my education and everything and I was getting good grades. I said, I want to go out in the city more. So I started just going out and giving tours to people. And, and, um, wow. And where I was seminary? Some so that was in Rome. Rome, okay, mm-hmm. okay. And that was in the, uh, let, me, right. let me try to say it, Ateneo? No, Pontico? Athenaeum. Athenaeum, Athenaeum. Athenaeum yeah. So it's spelled A T E N E O. Yeah, that's that's well, that's like the Ateneo. Uh, that's the Italian way. Of okay. It. So it's, it's Pontifico Regina. 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 Okay, I, I thought it was Regina, yeah. but I was like, it's Italian, so I need to not say the G and say that. <laughs> but and then Apostolorum. Apostolorum. Yeah. Rome, Italy. All right, sweet. It's not a bad place to go to seminary school, sir. It was good. It was great. Good. It was a good, uh, good four years good experience. there. Yeah, it was a good yeah. experience. Um, yeah, I learned a lot about uh, Italian culture and the Romans and <laughs> Romans. philosophy. Heck yeah. What <laughs> I was learned it? a lot about art, giving art tours and stuff. So Dude, you know, giving people tours of like Raphael and Michael. So much cool art history you learned. That's sure. amazing. So many stories. Yeah. yeah. And the stories are good. Like, Yeah, they're art. much better than our stories. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, like this artist, like, whatever like got in a fight in a tennis match and then like yeah you know, he almost got a... killed and then he saw a prostitute and then painted a picture of her and that became like the virgin mary you know it's like, oh my gosh it's like it's just like cool stories dude and stories of just like people screwing up and redemption and i mean it was a saucy society back then the renaissance it was uh i love the yeah. renaissance yeah it was uh doing our history some, two class yeah it's that's some, all i know some personalities <laughs> man yeah yeah so yeah, Renaissance, and I did like uh, Impressionism, but oh, okay, Impressionism yeah. is yeah. There's a lot of that in the MFA. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah, but man, that's that's a pretty good college experience, I would say. It was a very wholesome college experience. Yeah. Very wholesome, <laughs> just yeah. like getting to know, uh, you know, the paintings and art, art history, speaking Italian, right, mm-hmm. to the whoever was signing up for the tours. Yeah. Um, did you also learn Spanish? So I learned Spanish there because because um, just I was just surrounded by a lot of Hispanics at the college. Yeah, like people from well, from Spain, from Latin America. Okay, uh, probably like seventy percent of my class was his, was uh, of Spanish descent. Right. And, ah. So um, so yeah, so we we spoke Spanish outside of class. In class, the, we spoke Italian. And outside of class, we spoke Spanish. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. So pick that up too. That's cool. Did you have any cal- cavalier moments cavalier in Italy? Moments? <laughs> I mean, because you're in seminary, right? Every yeah. you know, you gotta, you know, act right. You gotta, you can't stay out late. Yeah. You can't party. I don't know what it is in seminary. Nah, you can't man. do nothing because you're about to be. You want to be a priest. Yeah. Exactly. So it's I can't ask you like, oh yeah, like did you party? Did you drink? Like there was none of that. No, I mean we, we like had, we came home hung like drunk and you're hungover for the next day. That's not a good look. Yeah, the closest I got to partying was was when was my way of getting out of the seminary was was sort of say if you could say that was to uh, was to give people tours as I mentioned. Okay. I'd be like, hey, I need to give these people a tour, and I give them a tour, and afterwards we go out to dinner and have drinks and you know good food yeah tour ended at 4 a.m <laughs> i don't know so, there was like a curfew though like you're supposed to be back by like i think it was like 10 p.m or, or 9 p.m or something yeah but, i don't know he got back later than that a couple of times it's like whatever so um wow 
I mean, they won't throw you out for that. I, I don't know if I could have been as good as you. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, tour ended at like 5 a.m. Sorry. Sorry. Just coming yeah, in yeah, like, I slept on a bench. And yeah, we went to this EDM concert. The <laughs> <laughs> EDM concert in the Coliseum. Oh, man. How was the food out there, dude? <laughs> you know, the thing about Italy is like, it's like the food is, is good like everywhere. It's pretty standard. Like, like in the U.S., yeah. you need to Yelp stuff. Like you, you need to Yelp it and figure out if it's good or not. Right. But in at least in Rome and in the other parts of Italy I traveled to, it's pretty standard. Like everybody uses good recipes, good ingredients. And right. You'll find some places that are a little touristy, and then it'll be a little more, more commercialized, maybe variants and stuff. But for yeah. the most part, like you know, all the restaurants serve pretty good food. Nice. So they have strong tradi- traditions over there. What's your like favorite three things to eat over there when you went out? Oh, like my favorite! You're like looking for kind of what's yeah, going on there. Yeah, I became an aficionado of uh, of basil pesto. Like Ooh. I fell in love with that. Yeah, yeah. So it's got a strong taste, but I and I started learning how to make pesto. it too. And nice. Uh, so pesto, pesto, pasta Oof. was uh, was one of my favorite things. Jeez. And then, um, uh, I mean, obviously like pizza, but then you know the mozzarella balls. The soft mozzarella balls with like four inch diameter, and you slice oh them up and God. put some tomato and salt. I'm hungry That's so again. So simple. Yeah, I know. We would have that every Friday. That's it. But uh, yeah, so the mozzarella balls were the buffalo. Was just, oh were, were pretty amazing. They like just melted. They in were your like mouth. what tennis balls size? Yeah, like bigger sometimes than tennis balls. But so how's it served? Does it like have sauce around it or something? No. So there's very it's very simple. You just you just slice them oh, okay. into like half inch slices or uh-huh. almost an inch slice and then uh, sprinkle a little bit of salt on them and put some sliced tomatoes next Dang. to it and then we'd actually eat it with like s- have some french fries okay you know, it's a very simple thing but all that would go together very well nice but that cheese was uh yeah that was good money in the so, bank yeah oh yeah i mean you have mozzarella here too but it's and sometimes you can find it uh, a good soft one or yeah whatever, melt in the mouth, but there it was pretty amazing yeah man i don't know if i could have left i'm sorry <laughs> right i would have stayed i'm like uh i just like this job way too much i'm gonna become a priest still but i'll just keep doing tours <laughs> yeah. you know the place is beautiful i thought about yeah going back I'm like, one of my buddies actually told me that um, he's like it goes away for me to go back and get a free phd if i wanted to and then oh, i was shit. like hmm, nice. that's kind of tempting but nah, i need it i need it i need to keep my life going here in the u.s yeah but yeah it's tempting to go back sometimes Oh, yeah, stay in stay in the U.S. It's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Edge town, or do you have any plans to uh, maybe go somewhere else, other uh, cities? Edge town and Austin. So yeah, yeah I'm, at, I'm kind of actually kind of poking around in Austin right now. Okay. Um, I left my job at the company like last week, so yeah. you know I have a little bit of freedom right now and um, working on my book and then uh, poking around with opportunities here in Houston or Austin. Yeah, speaking now your about your book, we have it here. Yeah, the first... Uh, Always yeah. say hi for the GoPro here <laughs> by John Antonio. Antonio. The Invert's Guide to Overcoming Rejection. Forward. Introverts. Oh, Introverts. Did I say yeah. Extroverts? I'm sorry. The Introverts Guide to Overcoming Rejection. I can't read it. I apologize. Forward by Justin Schenk. Justin Schenk. Oh, wow. You were talking about Justin um, last week when we went met up at the um the dog happy hour yeah and how it came was that 
that time or sometime, but how he became the you know the background of the forward. Yeah, um, so I, well, I started following his podcast, and okay. um, it was really inspirational. I started like commenting on stuff on social media and just. What's he called? His podcast. It's so it's called the Growth Now Movement. Okay. And um, he's having a conference up in May that I'm actually going to go to as well. We can, we can meet in person and everything. Sweet. But, uh, yeah, so I started following his podcast. I found inspirational and everything. And just, you know, exchange messages or comments here and there. And then yeah. and I was thinking, like, I hadn't intended to have anyone write the foreword for my book. I was just going to go without a foreword. But then, like, like, it's like when I met him, I was like, you know, if there's one person in the world that I want to offer the foreword, it would be him. Cause he's just okay. like, he's just like a great, you know, young guy in his thirties with this good vibe and just wants to help people. I felt like we had some things in common. Right. So I, I was, um, yeah. So I reached out and, uh, and then he's like, yeah, all right. I'll offer the forward for your book. Dude. So he did that. So it was, it was a cool little co- collaboration and he's, his podcast is, uh, you know, ranked by Inc magazine is uh, one of the top podcasts for entrepreneurs, which is, okay. which is cool. He's done really well for his, uh, movement that he's building wow it's awesome mm-hmm. so <clears throat> what was the inspiration of always say hi i'm gonna keep it up for the for the gopro here maybe folks at home can maybe look it up well i guess it just goes back it goes back to really that uh sense of adventure yeah and me always having to move around a lot and start over and meet new people mm-hmm. and um and it, when I was much younger in high school, I, w- I was extremely shy. I was quiet, and I was just like this academic, athletic guy who studied and played sports well, and right. we didn't talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, I think that was like ninety nine percent of guys. Oh, growing really? up, that that was me growing up, from really? middle school to intermediate, or grade school, intermediate to high school, and five years ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but like. I think that's how all us dudes, boys to, you know, teenage guys to young men and then now men is, you know, we're shy. We, you know, we don't want to say the wrong things. We don't want to offend anybody. However, we, we just, you know, we want to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes out wrong. Sometimes it comes out, we, we don't say the right things. And that was my battle. Like growing up, I was shy mm-hmm. like you and I was in sports and, but I was around a crowd that was very loud and outgoing, and I was outgoing with them. But it was if I was by myself, I was like shut down, like I was introvert, you mm-hmm. know. And so I didn't know things to say to anybody without, you know, like um, I just I guess know how to make friends more or less, yeah. you know, not be weird sounding, mm-hmm. and especially walking up to females, girls, and women mm-hmm. like approaching yeah that didn't happen and if i did i'd say something stupid or Mm -hmm. i would think okay i'm gonna sound stupid you know or sound weird and i wouldn't even say anything and just kind of like shy away from it you know Mm -hmm. and so a couple of my friends referred me to this book uh, a couple books like self-help books and how to approach women and and mainly i took it as like how to approach people yeah you know how to build relationships but mainly it was focused on women and how to just like approach him with a better tactic and more of a softer side and not so harsh and mm-hmm. you know um and how to kind of handle different conversations with people mm-hmm. and that was kind of i was like 
great like it opened up my eyes to the females you know perspective on what they're th what they're thinking you know what what they are thinking of me what i'm thinking of them during the conversation what to say then sometimes with rejection what to say after that i mean it was like a step-by-step -step thing in my head so i was like wow. It was almost like drinking water or fire hydrant, you know. I was like, I was so flooded, but I, I liked it, I enjoyed it, and it opened up my perspective on people in general with mm -hmm. like work life relationships. Um, it improved your yeah. your interaction, yeah, so to say. Definitely, yeah, right. you felt more comfortable. With yeah, it. yeah, that's awesome. So, so really, yeah, it came down to it was like I was I was at this point in life where he had. Most of the things I wanted, materially speaking or career-wise, whatever. And then I was thinking, like, what do I want more now? Like, do I want to like make more money and buy a better car, or like, <laughs> or like, go travel, you know, to, yeah. to, to Thailand or whatever? And I love to travel. And really, it came down to I was like, what do I want? I was like, well, I just like to have more fun with people. Okay. But in order yeah. to do that, like, you kind of have to come outside yourself. And, and meet people and say hi to people right. and, and, and make those connections. I just, I mean, the best night of the week for me is just one of, like, just having some great time with great people around you. Yeah. And whatever you're doing. So. I think the connections is, like, the most important part. Yeah. You know, meaningful, meaningful. conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just have building relationships mm -hmm. with just people and, and building like like you like going up to you you know continually talking with you at the spring street bar place yoga you know um getting to know you kind of building those um communication skills um so yeah so i think this is a really good book for people in general with introverts mm -hmm. overcoming rejection i think that for me, at least, I was always getting bogged down with, okay, what if I go up to this woman or this girl or whatever, I'm going to get rejected. And mm -hmm. I was always thinking about the negative result, you know, instead of, okay, well, if she rejects me, fine. Um, I'm not going to, like, harp on it. I'm going to move on. She doesn't know me. I don't know her. You know, I'm not going to get offended. Mm -hmm. It's not personal. She's, you know, either not into it, she has a boyfriend, she doesn't want to talk to anybody, or she gives me a number. You know, mm -hmm. I meet her and, uh, you know, either if it, we're dating or if not, we're just friends. Great. Then keep stacking those relationships. Maybe yeah. she has a friend that is interested in dating. Right. Mm -hmm. So you could always, you know, always say, OK, well, that's cool. Let's hang out. Let's all, you know, uh, get a group together. You yeah. Know? Um, and, I mean, I guess in the, the journey, like, I guess started out with meeting people. But what it's really come down to after like, a couple of years of this lifestyle change right. is the immense happiness you get from just following your own intuition. Like, okay. if you have an intuition or an urging to talk to somebody or say hi to someone, there's like that in itself. Just yeah. there's this immense happiness that comes from it. And I have intuitions about like design too, as a, as a designer and a creative. Right. And, you know, my, my book cover and the images inside and stuff mm -hmm. like all that's intuition just an idea that I had and I'm and I'm so happy when I follow through with my intuition rather than that inner critic that's saying oh, no it's yeah. not going to work no don't do that inner you critic know? yeah so such a good phrase because we all have those we I do think. yeah and, and we all have that intuition too mm -hmm. so now it's a matter of even 
if I if I talk to someone, like the reaction I get is just so not significant anymore. It like literally doesn't matter anymore because yeah. all that matters is that I'm being true to myself right. and following my own inner intuition. And that's where, that's where the real satisfaction comes from. At the beginning of the journey, the real satisfaction came from, oh, hey, I made a new friend tonight. Yeah. Or, hey, I made someone to go on a date with. Or, hey, like, I brought a bunch of people together and we, and we partied in happy hour. But, but now it's like the real satisfaction just comes from, hey, did I follow my own intuition okay. and act yeah. on it? That's amazing, man. You hit on a lot of personal points. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope that wasn't too personal. No, well, <laughs> no, not like on the outside, but mm-hmm. thinking on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you said, inner critic, you know, that phrase, we're our, our worst quit, a critic, you know, um, we kind of give ourselves all these negative things on, you know, we can't do things. We, we're going to fail oh, yeah. all these things. And yeah, I mean, there's no growth without failure you know without challenges Mm -hmm. and i really believe that that's you know i've heard that quote thrown around so that's not my quote um and so i believe that yeah you're doing a good thing by bringing this book out for anybody not just guys could be you know for women Mm -hmm. um and it's just growth on going up to people i mean from the title says always say hi so Mm -hmm. to me that means just going up approaching you know, anybody that you're interested in meeting. Anyone you feel like you should meet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I guess I, I like the extended title could be always say hi, mm-hmm. like when you feel like it or when you feel you should, you know, that right. just that initial feeling. Of, oh, I wonder who that is. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's been moments where like I've uh, approached a big bodybuilder fitness dude, you know, <laughs> and, and someone small like me, you might get intimidated by just talking to somebody yeah. randomly like that in the crowd, but I've done it and became, you know, yeah good friends and built some good relationships and stuff. So, so to be honest, I approached this really uh, beautiful girl today at HEB, mm. Washington. And I mean, she was like a fitness competitor looking and she had, you know, the standard yoga pants, workout shirt, midriff showing. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I did. And we were in the Salad dressing aisle, I think. Salad dressing. Do you remember where you were? Okay. Yeah. Might have been the bread aisle. Rule number one, fall in love with your surroundings. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it, um, yeah, I mean, so we were talking about fitness. She had this like product fitness shirt on and that was kind of my intro and kind of picking apart things and what I'm going to talk to you about. I mean, uh, I'm partial to blondes. I love blondes. Mm -hmm. Definitely fit. And then we started talking, and I was ask, I, I was actually serious, asking serious questions on, like, post-workout mix, and then a little flirting here and there, and telling how beautif- beautiful she was, and then, you know, and then I get back to, okay, well, she was all telling me about these amino acids, and to be honest, half that shit, I don't remember, because I was just focused on, don't say anything stupid, or, like, in my head, I was like, okay, what's the next thing I'm going to say? So, like, I was like, I got to listen to her. And at the end of the conversation, I was like, all right, well, it's good to meet you. Hey, how about I grab your number and, and we'll hang out? And then she was like, well, I got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, that's fine. We'll, you know, take it as a compliment. And she's like, oh, yeah, thank you so much. I, I do. Thank you. So then I go shopping. I kind of see her and I, I didn't say anything to her. So we're, I check out and there's only one place and she's there to check out. Mm-hmm. And that was like the shortest line. 
I was like, well, I'll check out with her and just, you know, have a casual conversation, mm -hmm. you know. And so I think it's just about, I mean, we just talked about working out, mm -hmm. you know, and, and yeah, she has a boyfriend. That's great. You know, we can just be friends, um, you know, and have that resource on any questions. But I went up to her, right? And I wouldn't know she had a boyfriend and maybe we have that, we have that connection and, you know, she's asking me, oh, well, you're a cyclist, you said, right? And, like, you weren't looking for post-workout. I can send you some, you know, post-workout post stuff you may be interested in. Because she also worked with a product company and stuff like that. So, so yeah, those kind of relationships, I think, I felt that, okay, it's great. You know, she's a good resource to have in my corner. And then have friends, you know, be connected with the, you know, workout community. And just kind of build those relationships. And you never know, I mean. She could be sitting right here right now in a couple of weeks with the podcast. Right. I told her about my podcast. I sent her a link. I was like, I'm not like trying to get you on, but it's really cool if you listen. She's like, oh, yeah, great. Well, I'll give you my Instagram and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I mean, so after that, you know, we're just friends. So I think that's always say hi mentality is end with a smile and just be nice and kind of putting your best foot forward means a lot because it takes a lot to go up to someone you don't know. There's you know, the, yeah, there's like the, like, the that's fear like of the unexpected. That's like half the battle, yeah. yeah. And I think when I do that to other people, they kind of look at me like, what are you doing talking to me? Like, it, it's it's not like coming from a rude place, I feel. Mm -hmm. It's coming from not too many people do this every day. No, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a lost, a yeah. lost practice. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And now, like, the whole, you know, iPhones are taking over our lives. Apps are taking over. And yeah, we're looking down. Mm-hmm. And I make a point to like put my phone in my pocket if I'm like at the grocery store or if I'm at the bar or if I'm at a social place. I put my phone in my only if I'm like trying to look something up, but I tuck it back in. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to, to do something on Instagram when there's other people around us, you mm -hmm. know. There could be someone cool I want to hang out with, you know. Yeah, uh, just or smile at meet, someone and make their smile. day. Yeah. yeah, you know, strike up a conversation. And I think a lot of guys need to hear that. And need to read your book on like how to why it's important to say hi why it's important to build those relationships you know uh what kinds of things to say you know in a friendly manner and kind of give guys the confidence mm -hmm. to to go up to a stranger and then you know you're not a stranger anymore after five minutes of talking right mm -hmm. introduce the name where you're from what kind of things you'd like to do, what you're into, what you're into, and and then boom, you have a friend. So yeah, if anything, they'll just be like, hey, I, I gotta go, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool, yeah. But like that's the worst that can happen. And then, so. in the face of rejection, I think that looks like, you know, she doesn't know you or he doesn't know you, and you know, don't get offended. You know, if they say, oh, I don't, you know, I have a boyfriend. If it's, you know, you can sense something's wrong, don't don't get offended. Just okay, cool. Take it as a compliment, then move on, yeah. more or less. So, no, but when you told me you're writing that book, I got really excited about it because I'm, I'm into self-help book stuff. I'm okay. into like bettering my life, and there's about two or three books I've I've read out there that are about approaching women, and mainly I look at it as a as a whole, you know, uh, relationship book. Um, I also like. The Way of the Superior Man. Have you read that one? Oh, it's David, been a, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, it's that's been a while. I need to read it again. It's, yeah, I should read that like every month. It's a good foundational book. For, yeah. A good friend um, referred me to that book. Keeping your emotions in check and all that. And right. Man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
That's great, man. Yeah, so it's it's like you said though. It's not even. It's like uh, you know, if you fall in love with just humanity, then it's easier to fall in love with whatever people you really want to spend time with. And it's just like love the whole world, right? And and that and maybe in my younger years and immature years, like high school, or you know, you remember high school? Like you select, <laughs> your, you, you're like. Yeah, I'm yeah. not loving everybody. Forget that, man. You I'm stay like, in your groups. I'm like, I want to be with that person, that person, and that person. That's it. Yeah. You know? and, For me, it was and, groups. It was, you know, it was in the, you know, athlete group. and But I had many groups, actually. I had, I was semi-studious. I had, like, my, my smart friends and people who didn't do athletics. They just did, like, other stuff, you know. I was in Young Life. I ran track, cross-country, played baseball. So I was into a lot of things. So I think that's what my personality is is just getting out there getting myself out there playing around with things meeting people having a good time um and so yeah i mean that's that's why i like to you know dip my toe into a lot of things salsa dancing yoga cycling dog events you know tito's here hanging out with us he's feeling lonely don't look at me he hasn't had anyone pet him in like minutes yeah amazing. <laughs> he's more popular than me he gets more yeah. likes on uh what is it instagram and facebook than yeah. me but uh yeah i mean so i think that's uh some good work you're doing dude that's amazing so is it out yet what are you it's coming out in a month so okay. yeah this copy that you have here is actually one of the proof copies from the uh from the printer so i like the just yellow looking at it yeah it's um the color is a tiny bit off so i'm gonna ask them to the switch is supposed to be more of a yellow yellow but like uh, a brighter yeah yeah like two to france yellow yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah there right? you go yeah. That's I, I don't I like know how it came out like this i'm sorry people can't be listening can't it's like see a mustard it. yellow yeah it's more like a, a bit of an orange type yellow like, yeah like a tangerine right yeah so um yeah get another proof get, get a, another proof say right? look at the tour de france colors <laughs> my friend mondo here is uh cyclist and yeah. no nah, but yeah that's... it's a printer i've never worked with before so but they're, right. they're supposed to be good so uh yeah so anyway i gotta i'm gonna make a little tweak and then it takes about it takes about 25 days to get a shipment in and then i'll launch it when that comes in so yeah book launch will be there'll be a virtual book launch and then there'll be also uh a live in-person one here in houston Oh, wow. Yeah, in a month. So it'll be, it'll be Live in person, what does that mean? You're going to go somewhere? Yeah, I'll find a space. Mm-hmm. We'll have like copies of the book and we'll play some music. And- yes, <laughs> dude, tell me when that is. You yeah. said in a month or two. What, what, it'll be, what it'll spot be, do you it, think? I'll, it'll be like first week of April, most likely. So okay, about okay. a month and a little bit of change. So give me some time to make sure I get this cover thing yeah, yeah. sorted out. Get that done, <laughs> make sure it's perfect. Yeah, I'm a bit of a perfectionist right. in some ways. So yeah. Like, if it's not perfect, I'd rather wait. Yeah, wait a little bit, get it done right, and then let me know when the uh, book release, uh, party, in yeah. person, everything is, because uh, that's going to be awesome. And then you're going to have a virtual, I mean, a virtual book? There'll be a virtual one, because I have a lot of friends in, in other cities that okay. would like to, you know, hear the story. And the, the, the book launch is basically like a birthday for the book. Like, yeah. You know, like, the first book I, I wrote, I didn't have a book launch, and then people were kind of upset, actually. Like, why didn't you tell us? Or why didn't you, like, have a party or something? Like, your book was being published. Yeah, so this time I'm like, well, okay, we'll do it. Yeah. So we'll, do a, we'll do a virtual one over, over Facebook, and then um, and then there'll be a live one here, here in town. 
Yeah. Where can folks get your yeah. book once it's done? Everything. It'll online. be on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. you could you could okay. start if you want. You can go to alwayssayhi.com and okay. uh, and subscribe there, or you can find me on Instagram too. Always dot say dot hi. So okay. Always say hi separated by dots and uh, yeah. So any nice. of those any of those places you can get live updates on it and get a chance to pre-order it and all that there'll be ebook version uh paperback hardback and then the audio version we're working on right now so sweet you can do the audio i'll do the audio yeah you're good you're doing it yeah nice yeah. dude yeah. you have a good soft voice so it's, i've been i've been told i have a good i've been told i like have a pleasant voice to listen to so yeah well i got that going for me maybe just talk to somebody if things go maybe wrong somebody, <laughs> maybe somebody maybe someone girls ordering that audio book <laughs> I, I don't know yeah um but it's funny from my you know being the experience of writing a book is kind of interesting you um you run into people just randomly who've read your book after a while yeah like you just go to a party or go to a bar and like, oh i read your book you need to make t-shirts so merchandise yeah. make some merch <laughs> make some merch you know, t-shirts sneakers t-shirts. bandanas it's for dogs <laughs> yeah yeah then you'll have like like lines of people saying hi to Tito if he's oh wearing an always say hi bandana. Yeah, did you imagine that? I'm gonna start selling Tito like an tickets. invitation. Yeah, like an invitation to the whole uh, bar to come. Dude, come and a dollar a, a dollar <laughs> hug and a pet. Man, I'd be so rich. That'd be his, his dog job. He needs a job. Put a little cash purse around his neck. Yeah, <laughs> like they do in the Ubers. <laughs> I've seen the tip boxes. It's like master's not feeding me. Need money for yeah. kids. We we need. He needs more kibble. Yeah. More bones to, yeah. Put a little like pouch next to his his collar. Put that on. Slip there. a couple dollars or a twenty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Master's not feeding. Well, me. we're talking business now. This is you know. Heck yeah. You retire and have your dog support you. You could be his manager. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll just uh, collect the money. Take but five percent. Uh, yeah, five percent. <laughs> Modest. Awesome. Um, that's great, dude. That's so. This is your first book. This is my second one, but oh, yeah, this is my first. One. This is my first like uh, one with a major distributor. And, okay. Um, yeah. And, what was your first one? So and my why first don't know book, know about it yet. <laughs> yeah, like, my first one, I kind of uh, stopped promoting it because I'm probably gonna re- relaunch it and do a second edition of it. But it was called uh, it was called Dating and Other Things Catholic, and that's on Amazon. Oh shit. And it was about okay. it was just a young lifestyle book for people just starting their professional life which was where I was at at the moment and just yeah. like top lessons of li- living as a as a single young professional that I learned so That's awesome uh, yeah so that was a that was that was good it was a fun experience mm-hmm. uh, but it was just I wrote that because I had ideas and I want to share them with people and I just wanted to be in you know, see I, be able to tell myself hey I wrote a book <laughs> so yeah. my, my, my idea wasn't really to promote it so I didn't really I didn't really launch it like I am this one, which okay. this one I really want to get into um, into the hands of a lot of people because I think there's a lot of people that could use it, uh, a lot of introverts or anyone out there who just wants to uh, get over that, overcome rejection. Yeah, no, I, like I said before, dude, it's super important to get those relationships out there um, to kind of just know how to talk better. How about that? Just like go back to basics, build those relationships, just get offline for a little bit. And, yeah, like uh, shut your phone off for a day or two. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just have fun and and 
just be a human, to be honest. I mean, just connect with people on a personal level. And you never know, it could be your next job opportunity, like that Italian group that you, you know, you went through that hooked yeah. you up with a job, who was like, you said the head of the department or whatever. Yeah. Um, could be your next wife, could be your next husband, could be your next boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, whatever. You Anything know? can come from it. Yeah. I mean, it's just that spark could lead to another spark. And so, but yeah, that's great, dude. That's great. So, do you any more books coming out? What's your next adventure? Actually, yeah, the the, uh, the next one that would come out would just be a uh, a diary of like a genuine, just like almost verbatim diary of like of my experiences doing this, and then you can like take from it what you want. And my daily routine, um, the way I, uh, my thought process has, has evolved over the years. So I started a diary last month, and. I'm working on just filling that up and then at the end of the year just say and publish this and it's like I'm not trying to tell you anything I'm not trying to like sell you anything but this is the experience I went through you can judge it as you like these are my experiences your these personal my experience yeah yeah my personal experiences yeah. and, and how I think about things during the day because uh, I would I would love to read uh, this sounds personal but like diaries of just people like yeah people I know like I'm, I'm curious. Like if you, if someone like had a diary and just be like, hey, can I read that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like not to be creepy or anything, but like it would be like just to know their cool. experience. Oh yeah, I'm worrying like what's going on in your head. Like yeah, you know, just so, um, <laughs> so I decided to do that. That's not creepy. And That's so, just like wanting to know what's yeah, going the on. The human experience, know? just the real human experience. Yeah. And I'm not, it's, I'm not trying to. This is just what's going on in my head, and these are experiences I've gone through. Experiences I've gone through in saying hi to people and right. what happened and stuff. Like, take from what you want. Or I would say, get ideas. You know, and, and just feed off of people's ideas. You know, and say, oh, that's your perspective on that. Okay, yeah. that's kind of cool. I never thought of it. Thought of it at that angle. Yeah. Let's. You know. Okay, I can see. I can see what that is, and you know. Um, Never had a diary. Maybe I should start a diary, but yeah. <laughs> uh, this is my diary, my podcast. I guess you call it journal now. Yeah, diaries maybe the old word for it, but journal. Journals, that, yeah. yeah journals. I, mean. I used to do one. I mean, basically my journals now are like my training peaks notes. So training okay. peaks is like. You only journal when you're like. In yeah, when I journal, it's like, dang, that was a hard workout. <laughs> uh, it was windy or I've, you know, journal on my race plates, on my bike, you know, numbers, and like, ah, oh, day sucked, I could do better, or I'll put the plate, if I did really bad, like, say, either I got close to last, or, and I'll just write, I can do better, you know, little things like that, that's my journaling, that's yeah. what I feel I'm more connected with, with kind of like, since I'm so tied into my workouts, mm -hmm. you know, yesterday I felt really connected with, uh, my workout yesterday going up and down the TC gesture route. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, this is so easy riding on the pavement on my mountain bike. So like, let's make it harder. So I rode on the grass and I was like, okay, this feels, you know, you have to work harder to ride on the dry grass. Mm -hmm. And I was going like two, three miles slower and I was working, I was suffering, you know, I was like, oh man, this sucks. and it was windy. I was going to headwind. So that was my journal and my, my internal self is like, how did I feel? And so I put it out there on Facebook. I was like, man, not that I'm complaining, it's not coming from a negative space. It's just like this is this is what I felt in that time. Yeah. And so 
my... It was an impression that you wanted to record. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's what that is, it's impression. I mean, so that's, you know, that kind of journaling, um, as far as the athlete side, on my side, there might be more people like that. But yeah, Training Peaks is a good, you know, app where it's like, you do a workout, records it, then ask you, okay, how you felt, you know, gives you the, uh, uh, the scale, how you felt. And then, so yeah, but I need to write it down. Mm-hmm. I need I need a good like notebook on. Okay, this date, you know, yeah, like today. Grab you know. a moleskin and start yeah, like today, journal thing. about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, journal about what happened at the grocery store. You know, yeah, all that internal stuff and how I felt, and then I can see that growth right mm-hmm. on where I'm coming from, where it started. You know, and, you'll and see just the show that progressive yeah, progression. Over like yeah. a year, you'll just see this immense change. Yeah. And then, you know, instead of that girl saying she has a boyfriend, she's like, uh, I'm breaking up with them tonight. I'm going to hang out with you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. So maybe I'll do some journaling. Let, let me read your journals. How about that? <laughs> It'll be out. And yeah. Give me like another eight months or something. Yeah. I got I to gotta recoil from, from this project. But so that's, that's the next thing you're t- on tap for your third book. Yeah, well, and I'll build a course off this one because what I what I really realized with this is that it's not uh, technique um, overcoming rejection. It's it's like a lifestyle. Like okay. you need to change your you don't need to change, but you know, if you have the right lifestyle, then everything else just comes easy. Right. There's there's no like bag of tricks I have or anything for for meeting people at a bar. It's just, yeah. It's just the way I live. So, so I'm building a, a actually a, like a six week course on, on building that lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So. Six week course. And that will be like an in-person or like a through, through video, through video. Yeah. Okay. So you can just like a webinar yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Where you can, you know, watch them on your own time and have assignments every, every week. And, nice. uh, and then over that, over those six weeks, you can, you can have that lifestyle where it's just much easier right to meet people on your terms when you want that's great dude so yeah let me know when that comes out definitely sign up well uh, so what what you got planned for any more travels what was what was the last three places you went to i feel like you went to like the andes mountain and climbed some mountain and then like you scaled some rock oh. terrain and then all of a sudden a helicopter dropped and then dropped you in the jungle somewhere in the amazon and then you came back and no, I, went, I started out in Colorado going to, going skiing, actually, uh, snowboarding. And, um, and that was a good adventure. That was cool. Just another example of just, I mean, at one point, you know, I was going to go back and fly out. And but there was a snow storm coming in. So we're like, well, let's stick around. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. So Darn, <laughs> I got to stay. I know, like rearranged my flight, not my flight, but my hotels and stuff. And and, um, and just kind of went with it. And we, we snowboarded in a snowstorm, had a great time in Vail. Yeah. And, then I went to a Zion National Park. Um, oh man, I heard about that place. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I flew into Vegas first and met up with some friends that I've never met before in person, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I'd written for their website years ago and we never had a chance to meet. So we hung out in Vegas and then I drove out to Zion by myself and, and hiked that. What'd y'all do in Zion? That was just hiking, like hiking the canyon and um, Sweet. The mountains and stuff. Do you wear like a garment or anything to like? Record your uh, elevation. 
No, Miles Wallace. I want to. Yeah, I, I tried to turn it on on my phone on Strava once or twice, and it, then I forgot. And anyway, yeah. I need to just get the watch. So I got the 445, I think. 445? Yeah, okay. I think that's all you. I'm not like a runner anymore, but it tracks everything until you get to the $600 Garmin's. No. This is like around four, under four. Okay. But yeah, it does okay. This is Garmin. It does all right. This heart rate. Yeah, it lights up when you do that. <laughs> That's yeah, all I know about it, but, uh, but yeah, it does like elevation up and down. So it's awesome. And, uh, so Zion, what was that? So that was a couple. That was several weeks ago, and then I went to New York to um, Manhattan, hung out with a friend, and said hi to people in Central Park, and <laughs> and went to a concert in Brooklyn. Um, oh, shit, that was a good. Uh, uh, it was a good opportunity. I just wanted to spend a weekend with my buddy. He's about to get married, so it's like, hey, let's let's just hang out for a weekend. And yeah. Get married a little later. Uh, next trip, though, I'm really excited about is um, is Vancouver, Canada. So, oh, yeah. sweet. So, so be a good one. What's so cool about Vancouver? Never been. Well, Canada is just awesome. I just the people are fun. The the, the culture, the yeah. vibe, everything's just just awesome. It's a clean place and okay. a great place to visit. Um, any any part of Canada that, that I've been to and I've been kind of I've been around but I'm going to Vancouver there's Whistler okay. which is the great place to ski and snowboard so nice. it's like National Snowboard Week up there or something so oh, go dude. hit that up and sounds like a party I know right National Snow <laughs> Snowboard Week yes man you better go I, right dude. yeah like I was like whoa okay it's we're gonna, gonna go so many snow bunnies <laughs> yeah that's awesome man yeah. Dude, so that'll be the next one. It's just explore Vancouver, like exploring new cities. Yeah, It'll be good. Man, I'm so happy we did this. This was this was awesome. Yeah, got so many great ideas. Now I know which garment to get. And yeah, and now uh, I wasn't the only one in high school. It was <laughs> awkward. <laughs> we both read each other's eyes. Awkward. I think that, like, seriously, in high school. There needs to be like conversation classes, you know. There just needs to be like human to, classes, like how to be a normal human. How to talk to people, how to open up to people, how to greet people, handshake, look them in the eye, how to square up, body language. I mean, all that has a lot to do with your perspe- uh, perception on what they people think about you mm-hmm. and what you think about them. You know, um, you know, facial expressions. I mean, none of that. I mean, how to write a checkbook. I never knew how to do that until I was like, I don't know, 21. Now we can stop doing that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like do your taxes. I learned how to do that because I would always go to, I would always go to the grocery store with my mom and see her write checks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's how you write a check. Yeah. (laughs) But like, just like, like human interaction class 101, you know, I think that, you know, we're so bogged down that like, I remember for me, I don't know what they're doing now. They may have changed the curriculum. We're just like shoving down all this material in our throats just to get a baseline of what we should know. It's like, okay, let's back up. Let's, let's have another perspective on how we should act as humans. Yeah. I think that'd be great. And just get back to basics. I mean, yeah. Do now, we really need to know all this like technical stuff when we're 16? And yeah. And, everything? Like, and if we want to learn it, if we're going into math, science, engineering, we mm-hmm. could learn it in college. Yeah. It's all, you know, you're going to get it again, you know, math, whatever math, pre-cal mm-hmm. in college, you know. I just think that not enough 
emphasis is based on what you're trying to do. Always say hi, you know. Uh, books that are out there for men and women. Just yeah, this is like stuff I wish I learned when I was 18. Yeah, you know, which is kind of why I'm write, writing a book too. And, and I start off the book talking about high school. Yeah, but yeah, like you're saying, like man, it's like man, if I had this when I was 18 and whatever, like, right. it is what it is. But you know, things, some things could have been different. But, so, or if I had that type of mentor. Yeah. Well, there's kids out there now that are going to be 18 or 15 or 16, just, you know, don't know what to say, mm-hmm. perspectives on life, and it's a good book to grow on. So, yeah. well, that's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming out. Is there anything, uh, how, how can people reach you? You set out an Instagram. Yeah, that's the best way, really. Instagram, I always um, say hi. I'm on Facebook as well, John Antonio or um Used to or be Johnny Ducati, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I used to call. I called you Johnny. I'm like, hey, this is John. I'm like, oh, what happened to Johnny Ducati? What the hell? I want. I want to see Johnny Ducati. Dang it. Yeah. Oh, that, um, that one. Yeah, that was my alias. Yeah, but um, I was like, I want to see more motorcycles. All of a sudden, it's Johnny. When I started you. publishing a book, they were like, you got to change your Facebook name. I was like, okay, I'll change it. I'll put my real name there. So, then like <laughs> underneath, AKA Johnny Ducati. <laughs> And then, like, more motorcycle jackets. <laughs> that was, like, my alter persona or something. Yeah, yeah it was like dude. Just, yeah. Uh, all right, so we got the Instagram, we got the Facebook, and then... And then the, the website, if you just want to subscribe by email and, and get, like, free stuff and updates and stuff, it's, it's alwayssayhi.com. Okay. Yeah. And then did you want to talk about the men's group? Yeah, yeah, and also starting a, um, a men's group, just offering insights from the book and, and my journey and stuff and uh, weekly updates. Yeah. So doing that, doing that through Facebook um, for um, for people who friended me there. Yeah. And uh, there's some good traction on like, that group. Too. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. It's just like I want to just offer knowledge like yeah. for for free and show you my experiences and just encourage people because I think that as a man, like, yeah, it's it's even more important really to really get over that uh, that fear of the unknown. Right. Something that we're just faced with a lot, career-wise, you know, relationship-wise, whatever. So it's just basically a support group where you can see other guys who are are going through what you're going through. Awesome, man. Well, I want to thank you, John. I want to thank Henderson Heights for their space here off of Washington. If you haven't been here, it's amazing, cool patio spot. Bring your bring your dog. They got a fire. They got two fires. They got the the lights. Got lots of lighting. Um, But once again, thanks a lot, John. And this is Mondo from Houston H-Town Haps coming in. I think my next episode is going to be next week. Oh, maybe with my friend next week, Brianna. She said she'd come on the podcast. I don't know. She's some little EDM. She loves EDM. Do you like EDM? I haven't had much exposure to it. So I'd like to toy with it. When I was trying to book her, I was like, what do I know about EDM? I was like, what does EDM stand for? I was like, electronic disco Dance. music? Dance, that's what it is. I was like, it's not disco. We're not in the 70s anymore. Yeah. But she loves going out to the concerts. And these the, concerts uh, and like her, you know, stellar pictures on mm-hmm. things, you know, concerts she's been to. It looks amazing. So She sounds like the inside girl for EDM. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She even came to me. She's like, dude. No I, no, I even came to her. I was like, dude, you need to be a promoter because she's always posting up, like, concert yeah. shows and, you know, who's playing and everything. And so she's always like, I can't wait for this. I'm like, dude, you need to be, like, a booking promoter or something. 
like yeah, make some money off that. Yeah, or like get these people to get in town or go traveling with these folks because it's something she loves to do. So I think that's maybe next week, and then I'm traveling next week for a mountain bike race, Abilene, Abilene, Texas. Good old Abilene. There's nothing out there, but uh, tumbleweed, tumbleweeds. uh, That nice little town where we're staying. I'm gonna pull the. They have coffee. They have coffee. They have Starbucks. You're good. That's it. Yeah. I think they have a Schlotzky's or a something. I don't know. I need, uh, Nothing I like Cinnabon and is that Cinnabon Ooh. or no? Was that what's Schlotzky's? I think Schlotzky's. Schlotzky's is the Subway. Like oh, they do subs, okay. but I it's like it no, it's not subs. So Schlotzky's is like this round piece of bread, muffaletta. That's what it's called, muffaletta. Do you know what muffaletta? Muffaletta. Yeah. yeah. And it's a sam- it's a sandwich. I didn't I didn't know it was called muffaletta. So it's sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, sandwiches. So um, that's Abilene. So I'll probably be doing some pre-post race reports on my podcast and then uh, I'm supposed to have my buddy from Carbot coming out so we'll see I don't know there's some things coming in the mix so you listeners out there for Houston H-Town Haps thank you for listening and uh, appreciate it and whatever you guys do um, always say hi and have a great adventure that's what this topic was all about adventure and uh, getting yourself out there Yeah, everybody loves you. Don't be afraid. I'll see you guys. Adios.